You're listening to Paper Airplanes, a podcast where we explore the lives and stories of healthcare travelers all over the country. Guess what, listeners? We have a Veterans Day bonus episode. That's right. We're rolling out two episodes and two stories for Veterans Day just because we have so many awesome travelers and veterans out there that we want to give a shout out to. RPA pod bonus comes in the form of Nick. He is a traveling lab tech and an Air Force veteran who spent his childhood in a military family that traveled a lot. His interest in forensic science led him to his lab career, and since traveling was in his blood, it was a perfect career match. He also likes the Packers, and being a Bears fan and a Chiefs fan myself, we had a little bit of a friendly rivalry, but all is well, and we've accepted each other's differences. My name is Nick Dickinson. Uh, I'm a medical laboratory technician. Been with Fusion for, it'll be three years next month. I am currently working in Front Royal, Virginia, and I was active duty Air Force for four years. Um, So, okay, so you're in Virginia, Virginia Beach right now? Is that what you No, God, I I wish. Actually, uh, I'm up in, um, right now, I'm working up in Front Royal, Virginia, which is in the Shenandoah Valley. So I'm up in the mountains area. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's they awesome. got the, they got the LaRay Caverns and the Skyline Bridge and all that kind of stuff up here. So it's pretty nice. That's awesome. I've never been to Virginia, so I yeah. I don't know anything about Virginia. <laughs> there you go. You need to take your podcast on the road. Uh, you know what? You should just you should pitch that to um to the fusion like higher up. You should be like, hey, so that podcast you guys are doing, I think it'd be really good if you sent Stephanie on the road. Just all expenses paid. Just you know. <laughs> I absolutely would do that, and then be like, you know what, there, and if you feel like she needs some assistance, I will gladly travel along with her, and we'll make this yay podcast a grand thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would totally need a travel buddy for that. <laughs> just we'll just be like, oh, we we have to go over here. I mean, we have to go to Hawaii because I like, mean, obviously. obviously, I mean, like that's what travelers <laughs> want. Okay, we're giving the travelers what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the name of content. It's totally fine. <laughs> obviously, it's for work purposes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're in Virginia right now. Um, so I guess we'll start with. So you are a veteran. Tell me more about that. Well, uh, growing up, I was an army brat. So my, uh, my dad was in the military for 24 years and I grew up on military bases my entire life. So I kind of figured that the military route was going to end up being the way for me. Um, cause I did ROTC and stuff all throughout high school. And then, uh, funny enough, so my dad was in the army. We were living on the Navy base. My ROTC instructor was a Marine and they all told me to go into the Air Force. They were like, that's probably the best route for you to go to. But it was, it was the, the best route for me, uh, especially because I wanted to work in the lab. And the mm-hmm. Air Force has had a program at the time, which, I mean, it's still there now, but I think other services have 
kind of hopped on board with it to where if you work in any medical field in the military, they automatically certify you to work in that field in the civilian sector as well, whereas not all okay. jobs do that. So that's uh, that's actually uh, that's that's what I ended up doing. Um, I knew I was going to go into the military, but the Air Force offered everything that I wanted, really, and their lab program that they had there was was fantastic. So, so I joined up with the Air Force, did four years between Texas, Ohio, and Virginia, and after my four-year mark, I got out. That's awesome. Okay, so that's kind of how you got started in, in like, the medical field, going yep. going that route. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so that's the tie. Um, and then, so now, what do you do? You're a traveler. But what are you? What is your job now? I'm a lab tech. Okay, so lab tech. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, did you know that you did you always know that you wanted to do that? Always no, uh, no. Actually, I mean, not forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you were born and you're like, I, I want to do this. Myself, you know <laughs> like, what I want to do? <laughs> like, not kindergarten or anything. Yep, at the ripe old age of five, I had my life mapped out to be a lab tech. No, I just more no. meant like, you know, did you? Was that like the plan all along, or did that just? Did it just kind of happen? Like, did it just? you know, go with the flow kind of thing or where you're like, no, this is what I want to do when I get done here. Like, this is my, this is my plan. Oh, no. Um, actually, when I was in, when I was in middle school and high school, I got really interested in like forensic science. That's because I had this mm-hmm. great science teacher that loved that kind of stuff. And she would always bring in new stuff from conventions and whatnot to show us. And it just always had my interest. And so branching off of that, when I was going to talk to the recruiters to join the military, and they have, like, the list of jobs and whatnot that are available or that the military offers. And one of them was lab tech. And lab tech, it's although it's not, like, directly related to forensic science, it's the closest thing you're basically going to get to while working in the medical field. And I knew I wanted to work medical because I knew that the Air Force had the program to where if you work in the medical field in the military, you automatically are certified to work in that field in the civilian sector. So I was kind of like planning ahead at the same time in case I mm-hmm. wasn't going to stay in the military for the rest of my life. So, uh, nice. yeah, it was a, it was a nice little blend of, you know, being in the hospital and sticking kind of towards like the subject area matter that I was really interested in. And not to mention that I'd done my research and I found out that, uh, Air Force medical staff is about 74% female, so I knew that's where I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite, um, what's your favorite thing about the job? About the job, uh, working in the lab? Yeah. It's um, it's very detail-oriented, and I I like that. I like that, that structure, and things are constantly changing because, I mean, you're always – Looking at when you're looking at blood or somebody's urine or whatever underneath the microscope, you're never going to see the exact same thing. So it's always going to be different. And so you get to pick out small little details and just you have to be very observant of these things. And it really keeps my attention, whereas, you know, other jobs haven't in the past. So I uh, I like it. It, I mean, it keeps me interested. What is like a good, tell me a good story about when you were in the Air Force, like a, like something that impacted you or like 
something that you brought with you to your job now, or it can be a personal story, but just something that's kind of impactful for you. Well, yeah, okay. So um, when I was uh, when I was stationed in Ohio, I was stationed at Wright Patterson Air Force Base up there. One of our chiefs that was there, amazing guy. He how do I put this? He he largely put it on us that char- that working charity and volunteering for things was very very important. He often you know got us to volunteer to do these things, and I remember that we did one to where we were shipping. We went to old to other hospitals and stuff like that, and we we're collecting outdated medical equipment that they mm-hmm. no longer used and that was kind of just taking up space and storage and whatnot. And we got them to donate it. And so we ended up packing up and I think it was like, what, like 50,000 pounds or something like that or of uh, medical equipment that we ended up shipping out to Ghana to the hospitals out there, which was pretty That's cool. cool. Because, yeah. Cause after we did that, like we, uh, they they sent pictures to our chief and he showed us of all the equipment you know getting there and being utilized and everything and it was you know it was pretty cool to think that you know we we helped get that all together and get that out there to them and i think that's kind of resonated with me ever since so any chance that i get to where you know i can help somebody else or get the opportunity to you know help people that are less fortunate than than i am or the situation that i'm in I always try and make mm-hmm. it a point to do such. That's a lot of equipment. Like, what kind of stuff did you guys have to ship out there? You know, it was – there's a lot of things that we can't really do, like reagents or any, like, real, mm-hmm. like, uh, stuff that could be considered medical waste at any point in time, but just things like small, like like hospital beds or just any type of equipment that the hospital used that they were no longer having. And it could – like, we sent out desks there and – hospital beds yeah. and wheelchairs and just other things that weren't perishable that they could be utilized out there that they wouldn't have to pay for. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a it was it was a nice thing to do and I and I really enjoy doing it actually. Yeah, it kind of like makes you think about like the things that we have here obviously that we kind of take for granted and like they might not have the kind of technology or even just, you know, like what you're saying, hospital beds, like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, traveling to any of the hospitals that you do with with these jobs, you might go to one place and you're like, man, wow, this equipment's really, is really brand new or I haven't seen this before. Or you'll go to one and you're like, wow, this is extremely outdated. I can't believe you guys mm-hmm. are still using this stuff. But if I've I've seen things from, like, overseas with, with hospitals and stuff that are over there that are using methods that we would never even think of because they can't afford to have the equipment and stuff that we, that we have. So seeing those sort of things done and how they have to work with the bare minimum really opened your eyes to, Hey, maybe I shouldn't complain about using this because it could be Mm -hmm. a lot worse. Totally. Yeah. Speaking of traveling, how, how did you decide to get started with traveling for your job? Like, was that always the plan or did you? Um, wasn't always the plan. Once I got out of the, when I got out of the Air Force, I was working at a cancer center down in uh, Newport News, Virginia for about four, four and a half years. And as much as I loved it there and I, I loved all the patients, I loved my coworkers and it's one of my favorite places I've ever worked in my life. 
um, I kind of hit that point to where, like, I felt very, like, boxed in and was just very, like, ready to move on. Because, like I said, I had spent my entire life moving around, being an Army brat mm-hmm. and everything. And then after high school, joining the Air Force. So at that point, I had been there for about four and a half years and just kind of got really antsy. And I had a friend of mine who had gotten orders to move to Alaska. And I was like, man, that's that's awesome. I've always wanted to live there. So my friend was like, hey, you want to go with me? So I said, yeah, I'm down. I uh, So I uh, gave my work notice, and about three months later, we moved to Alaska, and I ended up finding a... I ended up finding a job out of the out of the hospital in Bethel, Alaska, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere, about like 400 miles west of Anchorage. When I took the job there, I I took it as you know almost like a travel position because I did a contract with them for three to six months. And while I was there, I met a woman. Her name was Lisa Logan. She's awesome, and uh, she was a traveler for Fusion. And she had a uh, Jessica T. Schaefer. I love Jess. Jess is my homie. Yeah, she's great. Lisa, Lisa was one of her travelers, and she was, and so she was telling me all about, you know, traveling with Fusion and everything, and then got me in contact with Jess. And the moment that her and I started talking on the phone, I was like, wow, yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely for me. So once I finished up my contract there in Bethel that I had with them, I signed on with Fusion and. Start been traveling ever since. So where have you been with Fusion, like, for all of your assignments? All right. So I have done Marinette, Wisconsin, which is about, like, an hour north of Green Bay. Go Packers. Mm-hmm. I'm a Bears fan myself, so I, um, I kind of, like, but it's okay. <laughs> we were getting along so well there for a while. I know. You're like, oh, should we just end this phone call right now? Is that we're doing? Chiefs and the Bears are my teams. Gosh, I can't before you break my heart anymore. I just hear a dial tone all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, that was that was fun. It works it's out. A, we can get along. It's okay. I didn't expect you to be perfect. I, I figured you'd have your flaw. There it is, right there. <laughs> Only one. Uh, so Marinette, Wisconsin, and then I did uh, Newtown, Pennsylvania, and then uh, Bangor, Maine. Then I went to uh, Helena, Montana. Then to Reston, mm-hmm. Virginia. Then to Omaha, where you guys are, and now back to Virginia in Front Royal. Okay. Yep, yep. How um, are you liking that? What, where I'm at right now? Yeah, is that like your favorite, or what was your favorite? Oh, man, see, that's a, that's a very tough thing to call, because I love aspects of every single place that I've been, except for one, Newtown, Pennsylvania. I will say that loudly. Oh, really? I, yes. I thought it was going to be Omaha. I was going to be like, you mean like Omaha? <laughs> no, Omaha was cool. I had a great time in Omaha. Um, Good. Newtown, Pennsylvania sucked. And I will, I will say that why was loudly. That, why was that bad? The, just the lab there was, was horrible, horrible lab. Okay. Horrible lab directors, lab manager, just horrible facility. The the great thing about it is, is most places I've been to, well, every place that I've been to has asked me to extend. And I have been willing to extend at most of them except for Newtown, Pennsylvania. And the great thing was, is when I got there, I knew that I did not like this lab from the get-go. They were in real trouble. 
and I basically had to take over their chemistry section off the back and just kick the person that was in there working out of there because the negligence was unreal. But the great thing about that was is that when I had started working there, literally a week into that contract, I got a call from Bangor, Maine, asking me if I wanted to, like, they were like, hey, we're calling the interview for the position up here and all that. And I was like, wow, that's great, but I just took this job in Pennsylvania, and I'm here for the next three months. And luckily, Bangor was like, oh, that's perfect. We need somebody in three months. I was like, I will take it. I will be there. Yeah, you said it was in Maine. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was in up in uh, I've Bangor. I've never been Maine. to Maine. You've never been to Maine. Where is that at? No, where is Maine? Like, where is that you, in Maine? Are like, you asking the relation? question like, where is Maine at? Like, no, I know where Maine is. I, I meant where is like, Bangor in relation to like the state? <laughs> like, where? What part of the state is it in? <laughs> geography class did not teach you well. <laughs> no, I'm good with geography. I got this. <laughs> I just have never heard of that town in Maine, so that's why I was like, Bangor, well, I don't know about like, that. Bangor, Maine is one of the, the largest cities in Maine. And is it? Maybe yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Gosh. It's maybe too mainstream for me. It's too mainstream. I need something a little bit more quaint. Obviously. Bangor, Maine is like pretty much like all backwoods like type area. But, uh, okay. it's also, but it's also where my mom lives. So. Oh, really? Yes. So that's it, cool. It was pretty great because the hospital that I was working at was 20 minutes away from my mom's house up there. and so, Yeah, so you were, like, close to family. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Close to family. Like, I was – I lived with my mom for the six months. You're like, hi. <laughs> hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, by the way, uh, for any travelers out there listening – um, being a grown man and then living with your mother for six months while on location, maybe not the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. Living with my mother for six months was, uh, it was, it was, it had its own set of challenges. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So not only is it tough being a grown man living with your mother for six months, it is tough being a grown single man living with your mother. Yeah. Six months. Best intentions, but also just like, yeah, I can totally understand that. You could have just gone out really early on the kayak and just paddled into the middle of the lake and just been like, can't hear you. I'm so, I just, I, you know, that's actually doing really, my own thing. It's actually really <laughs> weird that you said that because that actually became part of my, my plan that I started doing because there is no cell phone reception in the middle of the lake. So yep. <laughs> that's, that's actually what, like, I did for a long time there is, I like, I got up early and I made my coffee to go and I went out in the kayak and I just went out there before she could get anything together for me to do and just be gone. Mm-hmm. I'd sit out there for a couple hours, so I at least had my serenity before I had to come back. And Well, that sounds awesome. Like, a lake, a lake house in Maine, that sounds yeah. like a dream. It It is, and I almost got really mad at at her and my stepdad because they almost sold it off and I was going to be extremely upset with them. But they eventually came around. He's got to buy it. <laughs> that that was also like, a buying house. <laughs> I was like, if you guys, like, I'll just scoop this up from you. <laughs> exactly. Have they had that house for a long time? Did you spend a lot of time there, or like growing uh-huh. up, or did they? Was that like a recent thing? No, no. Actually, funny enough, my uh. My stepdad, um, he actually grew up on the land where the house is now because uh, his parents had this uh, small little cabin 
out there. And so he, he grew up there, but years and years later, um, they decided to build a house on the property, which is, I mean, it's, it's nothing big. It's just like, it's like five, six acres of land, like back in the woods out mm-hmm. on the lake. And, uh, so they had like this huge open land. So they were like, all right, uh, we're going to build this. We're going to build a house out here. So they built this, this pretty big house out there on the land. And I want to say the house has actually only been there for, I don't know, probably about like 15 years, something like that. And yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And shortly after my grandparents had, uh, had built the house, they, uh, they unfortunately passed away. And so my mom and my stepdad who were living in Ohio at the time, uh, ended up, uh, taking themselves and my little sister and they moved up to, they moved to Maine to that house and have been there ever since. Wow. It's a fun time. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Like it sounds like, you know, just going out in the morning on a kayak, like early morning. That's like perfect. Oh, it, it absolutely is. So like, what are your future plans for your career? Like, are you planning on, where else are you planning on going? Are you going to travel for a long time? Like, uh, I actually don't know. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know when I'm going to stop. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I always said I'll stop when I'm ready. You know, maybe some, maybe at some point there's, uh, a nice woman will convince me to give up my heathenous ways of traveling and sit still. But, uh... <laughs> Maybe one day. But not all nice women sit still either. So there's that. (laughs) That is that is very true. Or you know, yeah, I'll find a partner in crime that just wants to travel around with me. Who knows? There you go. Um, but you know, up until that time, like I I see no reason in stopping traveling because it's a it's a great life. I love it. I get to meet new people all the time. Get to see new places, do things that I typically would have you know never have gotten to do. What are some of the places that you haven't visited that you want to go? Um, I wouldn't mind doing some traveling down south. I don't know if there's any places in particular to where I'm like, I'm like, man, I've always wanted to see this place, so I want to go there. It's it's nothing like that. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my list of places to go are all overseas. Oh, where do you want to go overseas? Oh, well, I do a – actually – I try to go overseas at least like at least once a year, but I, but I do a, I try to do quite a bit of traveling out of country, uh, because I, I grew up overseas actually, uh, with my dad being in the military. I grew up in, I grew up in Naples, Italy. Over oh, there. wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to like go to Italy so bad and go on like a pasta tour. I know that sounds crazy, but I just want to like start at the top and just travel along and just go on a pasta tour. Well, you know, I'm going I'm going back around mid February, so if you wanna go, come on with. Dang, February, huh? I mean February in Omaha. I don't know, it's like a hard that's a hard choice because, you know, <laughs> Omaha Februarys are just so nice. <laughs> I know. They're so incredible. <laughs> who would wanna spend who would wanna spend February in Italy over is February in Omaha? I mean, it's a very easy choice. Obviously, Omaha. Why? Why would you not? <laughs> right. Uh, That's amazing. Act- That's really cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, got me, uh, me, my older brother, his wife, and another friend of ours, Zach, are uh, all going over there. But I'm going to go over there a little bit sooner, uh, hang out for a while until all of them show up. And I haven't decided before they get there or after they get there because I want to go because I'm going to go uh, check out Ireland and France while I'm over there, too. Other than that, I really don't have any specific places, like, in mind at the – it'll be really what hits me at the time when, whenever I – because I just tell them this, you know, I tell Jess, send me whatever's available. Just I want to see the whole list of everything that's there, and then I just – I choose off of it, and not based on anything really specific other than, you know, like, hey, I, I happen to have, you know, friends that are around that area, or, you know, I've always wanted to see this place. I don't have like a list of states of like you know I need to knock I need to knock these states off of my bucket list. That's interesting because so many people do have like a list of places that they want to go, mm-hmm. and so I always am curious about the list. But that's awesome that you're just like going where the wind takes you, so to speak. I mean, for a lot of the jobs that I take, I typically base base it on the people that are around me at for those for those places. Like I chose. Bangor, Maine, because uh, my mom and my little sister and my stepdad were up there. I chose mm-hmm. um, I chose Marinette, Wisconsin, because the Green Bay Packers are there. I chose uh, I chose here in Virginia because my older brother lives in Alexandria, Virginia, about an hour away from me. Yeah, I I choose that's that's typically how I choose like the places that I want to go to. Whenever I get like the list of what's available, I base it on you know like. Who's around that area? Or in the case of Montana, which I didn't know anybody there, it was like, you know, I have always wanted to, I've always wanted to go hiking out in Montana. So, you know, I'm going to take a job there. I have like a very, uh, like friendly personality. I, I think that's a big important thing, especially when you're a traveler, because you go to different places and you're meeting new people all the time. And so I think the best thing you can do is be open about yourself and just be inviting and friendly to new people. Paper Airplanes is a part of Fusion Storytellers. We just launched our campaign last month, so if you're a medical traveler with a story, we want to hear it. Why do you love traveling? How did you get started? What's your favorite pasta place? Show us a video of you skydiving in Colorado. Whatever has impacted your travel life along the way, we want to see it. And the best part, your video could win you a four-night tropical vacation. So be sure you're posting with the hashtag Fusion Storytellers for the chance to win. Our theme music is by Flashing Lights. Additional music by Smith the Mister. If you want to be a part of the podcast, send me an email to podcast at fusionmedstaff.com. We also want you to follow, like, subscribe, rate, review, all the things. You can find us on Facebook at Paper Airplanes Podcast and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you're caught up on all of those things and see what our travelers are up to to stay in the know. And in the meantime, happy travels.